Hi, everyone. It's Robert Poole. Welcome to the Growing Your B2B Small Business Podcast. In this episode, I want to talk about how to increase the predictability of your revenue stream and take some stress out of your life, while at the same time delivering even more value to your customers. Let's get started. You have a small B2B business. Are you frustrated with the lack of resources to grow in B2B? So where do we go to learn how to grow our B2B business? Should we focus on traditional offline methods, online techniques, or both? How do we bring in more clients and revenue and yet keep our sanity? I'm Robert Poole. Join me as I share two decades of B2B growth experience, learn new techniques, and combine both offline and online growth strategies to grow my own business. If you're listening to this podcast, you're part of an elite group of achievers who aren't willing to settle for just a 9-to-5 job. Welcome to the tribe and welcome home. Hey everyone, I hope you're having an awesome day today. In the last episode, we talked about the power of taking ownership of problems in your company so you can approach them from a position of power instead of helplessness. In this episode, I want to talk to you about how to create a more consistent revenue stream and reduce the stress in your life at the same time. So let's start with uh, our customers or our clients uh, and our relationship with them. You know, by the way, I use customers and clients interchangeably, although clients is how we refer to them at our customers at Sales Double. In my mind, the word client just denotes more of an ongoing relationship than a transaction. Um, you know, if you look at our, our customers, um, I think we can separate the way businesses interact with their customers or clients. It's either a transactional relationship, which is often a one-time purchase or generally a very low-cost item that doesn't take a lot of selling to get it done. This is the most common B2C uh, type of business. And, you know, even if they are for higher ticket items like a car or something like that, you generally don't have a long-term relationship with a salesperson who sold you the car. And, you know, as on the flip side, the, the other kind of relationship uh, w- that we can have is based upon a longer-term, more in-depth relationship based upon value. Generally, in B2B, you want to focus on long-term relationships. Sometimes it's a transactional relationship, but even that is a little different than in B2C. So why does B2B generally need to be an ongoing relationship or longer-term relationship? Of course, uh, a lot of it has to do with cost as the cost of a purchase increases, so does the need for trust to be increased proportionally. If it's a $10 widget you're selling to consumers, you don't need to worry too much about trust building. However, a $10,000 product you're selling to an owner of a company requires more than just a one-time pitch. You know, it generally requires building a relationship and building up trust. You know, there are some exceptions to this in the higher ticket rule, but, you know, like I mentioned with cars or houses or something, but so let's talk about um, one of the difficulties in selling high ticket purchases to business owners or executives. You know, a lot of times it tends to be a one-time purchase or a very infrequent purchase. You know, for instance, you might be selling an expensive piece of equipment and not get repeat sales for years. Or or you might be a business broker and selling a business for an owner, which, of course, is a one-time ding. Uh, However, unlike lower-end products, to get to that sale, you most likely have to build up trust over a period of time. All that effort lands one deal. And even though substantial, unless there's an ongoing need for that item, that relationship can end there. You know, when we were first building our company, um, we sold blocks of time for our telemarketing services. Basically, we would charge a flat amount per hour for calls. I think, if I remember correctly, it was $240 for 10 hours of calls. And, of course, this was almost 20 years ago, but still very cheap, you know. And as a side note, it's always funny to see people in business who clearly don't understand the basics, like things like ROI. And uh, that's part of the reason I've spent a lot of time on the fundamentals of small business. You know, I remember when we were selling those blocks of time, I cold called a business broker locally here in Phoenix, you know, to sell him blocks of time of telemarketing. And if, the goal, of course, was to get him appointments where he could sell the business owners on signing a listing contract for them. 
much the, the same model as realtors listing a house for sale, except, you know, the commission's a lot higher. You know, you have to understand that business brokers generally make at least $15,000 or more as a commission when a business is sold and, you know, potentially seven figures, you know. Uh, this project told me, well, that seems expensive. I would expect four listings for $240, not appointments. You know, I, it's one of those things that really stuck in my mind because I distinctly remember being so dumbfounded on this guy's response. I literally didn't know what to say, so I just ended the call. You know, unfortunately, he's not the last one I've run into during my years in business. Uh, they just didn't get it. But anyway, that was a little off topic. But, you know, in addition to the clueless prospects, you know, we found that we were simply trading time for dollars. And even with clients who bought blocks of time, we would consistently and constantly have to resell them additional blocks of time. So a client would sign an agreement to make 10 hours of calls and then it was over. We tried to convince them to do more. Sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. But either way, we had to constantly ask for repeat business. Once in a while, a client would come back to us, but, you know, and order, you know, a block of time. And, um, but most of the time they would order a block of time, work those leads, and then maybe call us back a few months later for another block. You know, we knew this was going to be an uphill battle on a very poor revenue stream, uh, and very up and down and highly dependent on our outbound sales efforts, even with our past clients. You know, it was then that my business partner, Kelly, suggested we try signing up, uh, the clients for an ongoing program, sort of a subscription, if you will. We developed an ongoing program that consistently provided our clients service at whatever level made sense for them. It included blocks of times and we added other little things like a client CRM, email marketing, things like that. You know, and out of the gate, uh, we saw this was the way to go. We gave clients options as to how many dials they wanted and what frequency we would make them and we were off to the races. You know, we had programs that were as little as $49 a month to thousands of dollars a month. The important thing is that our revenue became much more consistent and our clients got consistent service and better results from this change. We still follow a similar model today uh, as this was a game changer for our business and for our clients. We went from, quote, you know, handing out leads to working with clients on an ongoing basis and developing that long-term relationship. You know, and I'm proud to say that we actually have clients today that have been with us on active programs since that time, almost two decades ago. Uh, you know, the revenue generated from this type of recurring subscription model, you know, has made uh, our revenue much more predictable, made it easier to plan for internally, and most important, got clients on a marketing campaign that could last years instead of one, a one-time lead. And, you know, that, and this, of course, drove better results for the client. It was this change that moved our relationships with, uh, with clients from a transactional relationship to a long-term relationship. So how does this apply to your business? You might be thinking, well, that's great, but I sell big ticket items or one-time items or supplies that are an as-needed type of thing. You know, and I would argue that these scenarios are still ripe for subscription models. The biggest benefit of some kind of recurring program is not even the revenue, but the fact that you're staying in front of your client's mind and you're able to serve them even more. You know, if you sell a high-ticket machine to other companies, you could consider adding maintenance or a support contract on a subscription basis or something like that. Uh, you know, if you're selling other things that don't require maintenance and support, you might be able to add an educational component of product or service at a, a low cost, you know, $50 a month or something. You know, um, something that's relevant to your client and gives them you an excuse to stay in front of them so that you can get any future big ticket purchases and you're on the radar. So they'll think of you to refer their associates to you. You know, let's take an example and use the business broker we talked about earlier. Selling a business is a one-time transaction for owners, but so if the deal closes and the broker gets their commission, the relationship often fades away over time as there isn't any reason for the owner to stay in touch with the broker unless they want to turn around and buy another business. So what could we do to provide additional value for that post-sale owner? What, um, what if you worked with an accountant and a tax lawyer and created a mini course on what to do with lump sum windfalls of cash? 
how to buy a business and choose the right business. You know, you could set this up in course modules that are released monthly and charge $49 a month for the course. You know, I mean, what else could you do? You could do, um, you know, what about like general business building courses? You know, a lot of business brokers have owned businesses, so they have the experience that can be passed on to their clients and how to grow their businesses. Another idea might be able to offer a mastermind group of post-sale owners that could you could lead and charge a monthly fee for. Um, so there's a, a variety of different things you can do. So to kind of wrap things up, um, here are some of the takeaways for this episode that I'd like you to consider when if you implement some uh, subscription or continuity aspect to your business. Subscription models have a lot of benefits. They will build up a predictable revenue stream, stay in front of your customers, get referrals, and get any business down the road uh, when you start offering a new product or service. It also helps your customers by providing them with valuable information or a service that's ongoing and keeps them focused. And one of the more important aspects in my mind is it takes the stress out of your life so that you aren't so reliant on each sale just to survive. Although it varies based upon the service and product, recurring subscription programs should be a component of every business's offerings, with very few exceptions in my mind. Think how you might be able to implement this idea in your business. It'll change your customer's relationship from a transactional relationship to an ongoing business relationship that is better for everyone. I hope this helps and got you thinking about how you might be able to offer some additional value to the clients you already have, increase and stabilize your revenue, and take some stress off your plate. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you soon. Have an awesome day. Thanks for listening today. I hope you learned something you can implement right away. I know your time is valuable and it's an honor to serve you. Please subscribe and rate this show on iTunes and give me your honest feedback and what future subjects would help you out the most. I also put together a short ebook on some of the top lessons I've learned in 20 years in a B2B business. You can download a free copy at growyourb2bcompany.com. That's growyourb2bcompany.com.